tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Congratulations, Imagineer, on 100 episodes. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If, and what a very special issue it is, Chris. Yeah, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be reliving some glory days from you know it, very much so. So last week we had our uh, we had our 100th issue, and we did we celebrated it with Batman, Batman and Catwoman. We did a roundtable over at FanQuest Comics and in games, and uh, we talked we talked with other comic book readers about the wedding of Batman and, and Catwoman, or the lack thereof wedding between <laughs> yeah, Bat- Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. People. <laughs> so uh, we had we went through that and we, we talked about it. We we had a discussion. And I think we're pulling a little bit of a Dan slot here. We had issue one hundred was uh was for our fans, for you know, the people that <laughs> listen to us. Issue one oh one is for us. I like that. <laughs> so for those of you who have been collecting, <laughs> don't don't bag and board. Well, bag and board all your issues. <laughs> this is the one you put in the frame. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do something special. It's a it's a story. I would say it's a it's a issue. Um, well, I'm gonna say the uh, the comic book. Oh, that's an event. The event. Thank no, you. The event, event that when it originally happened was something that was very much in our formative comic book reading days it was a it was a huge event it was uh it was marvel versus dc i would imagine it was something that you would never thought you would see no because like you know obviously like back then we didn't have the internet we didn't you know and where we grew up back issues weren't necessarily things so yeah you know we didn't know what had happened before we got into comic books and whatnot i remember one of my best finds that i ever got from that time period um, so obviously they had DC versus Marvel, Marvel versus DC. The four issues spun out to the Amalgam Comics, right? But Toys R Us, they did these reprints, and they were basically the old, like the the seventies and eighties adventures. So like uh, Superman and the Amazing Spider Man, mm. uh, Spider Man and Superman, Batman versus the Incredible Hulk, Teen Titans and the and the Incredible or the Uncanny X Men, and it was so cool to read those because you're like. Oh my God! I didn't realize that this had been a thing, and it, it had been a thing, but it dried up. And then, luckily, here comes DC versus Marvel to like fucking kick it in a hyperdrive. Yeah, I mean that was. I, I just remember seeing the big poster at, at FanQuest Comics uh, uh-huh. when I was younger. It's in, it had it had the two sides, and then right underneath it was the lineup. It's like, well, Superman is going up against the Incredible Hulk. Who's going to win? And I, just sitting there contemplating that it's like who does win something and and come on what is more of a sitting around in a comic book store thing than saying you have superhero a and superhero b who's gonna win that fight oh yeah this was like i mean th- that's the thing we strive for that's the thing we love mm-hmm. and then finally the comic companies are like we went on in on this too <laughs> like here we go you know and then the, the voting like did you did you do it did you send in you know i don't vote? Th- i don't think i did because i don't think i i could comprehend that at that moment <laughs> uh but no yeah I, I if i if i had i would have did you oh yeah 
Nice. I, I I grabbed one of those cards and opened it up, checked all my boxes, <laughs> put in the envelope, used the good handwriting, and mailed it off. Man, well, good. Okay, I'm gonna get back to that then when we when we actually go into the the challenge part, I guess of our of our episode. So, uh-huh. uh, before we get there, uh, let's go ahead and talk about what is on the spinner rack today okay well we definitely want to get to where the action is so some of the highlights of today's comic book uh new comic book day uh action comics is back issue 1001 is out there so this begins uh, bendis's uh run on the action comic storyline doomsday clock is at issue six so we're at the halfway point a big one that i would highly recommend you buy several copies of flash 51 and if you're fans of wally west and you've survived the flash war there's still one more to go. This right here, issue 51, beautiful character issue. Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, issue 49. So this is the one right before 50 comes along and changes all the Green Lantern stuff. Justice League Dark number one makes its premiere. So there you go. Uh, so there's some of the highlights coming out of DC Comics this week. Looking at our Marvelous competitors, we have Amazing Spider-Man number two. I am loving this series. I think it's been great. So I definitely would recommend go pick up that. Uh, next up, we have some Infinity Countdown reprints. If you want to get ready for the Infinity Wars, I would recommend you pick up these these uh, reprints. So they did an uh, Infinity Countdown number three and number four both got reprinted. Uh, Infinity Wars Prime happened today. Today is the big day. Why? If you're ready for a spoiler, because i got to talk about this. It's blowing my mind. Here we go. Spoilers <laughs> in three, two, one. The opening book, uh, Infinity Wars Prime, right? They killed Thanos. They killed Thanos. They killed it's, fucking Thanos. What's the the character's name? The new the new character. The, oh the, the girl God. lady. Uh, uh, the Infinity Watcher or something like I forget what it. Yeah, like but she uh, just came straight in. Straight in, chopped, his, chopped head his head off. So it's like, wow, yeah. this is nuts. So I mean, if you were mad at Infinity Wars the movie because of what Thanos <laughs> did, here's your revenge right here. So I highly recommend go out there and get it. Uh, Marvel two and one number eight is out there. That book's gonna get even better since we know the Fantastic Four are coming back. Mr. and Mrs. X number one is out there. So if you're fans of Rogue and Gambit, get yourself a copy of that. And then there's a lot of the True Believer books out there. Fantastic Four, Birth of Valeria. Uh, Fantastic Four versus the new Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, What If number one. So do yourself a favor, pick up some of those. They're only a dollar each. They're fun. I know you talked about this. Uh, the Wakanda people coming in to more of your comics. It's starting. Wakanda Forever, X-Men number one will be out this week. And this is great because um, Shiri is getting her own book. Right. So these could be maybe hopefully some prequels or, you know, hope to that point. And X-Men Blue. Blue number 32 is out there as well. Oh, one more, one more last book. Uh, X-Men Grand Design, second Genesis number one of two is out. I love those. I think they're fantastic. Um, just, uh, I can't think of the, our Ed Pescor, uh, he is the writer and artist of that. And he's basically going to recap all of X-Men history. So he did basically, you know, from Stan Lee issue one to the last issue before the reprints in two volumes. And now we're going to pretty much get all of Uncanny, Claremont, Byrne, and I know there's another couple names in that run, but yeah. So if you want to read a condensed version of it, check those books out. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, and to skip over um, what I've been reading this week, uh, I went. I had the privilege of going to San Diego Comic-Con. Nice. So, uh, and, you know, like a, a lot of people that enjoy the comic books like myself you know i went to some of the comic book panels of course you have to <laughs> i mean it's san diego comic-con right <laughs> uh one of the ones i sat in on was the spotlight on jeff johns great, nice great great little uh panel this is the same panel that last year he announced uh, doomsday clock yeah, that's right um 
this year i don't know i don't know if there was really too much that i remember him announcing uh it didn't seem like there was anything that really big came out of it oh no that's i'm sorry i'm totally skipping over like the killing zone yeah that's he, right he killing his, that. his killing zone imprint is gonna start happening what connecting us from 1940 to like 2040 right or something it's, gonna, like that. it's gonna take place over a hundred years and i don't i mean i don't quite understand how it's going to fit in uh with the the universe because because we have like we have we, we're getting this imprint we're getting the the DC Black imprint. Yes. Which was, you know, is is similar to Vertigo as in it's part of the DC universe but not exactly. Yeah, like they're loosely connected but this is more like hey, have some creative freedom with our DC top shelf characters. Right. So yeah. that's where the uh the three jokers. The three jokers will be would be mm. over at the 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 Black the DC Black. And and the idea I guess is that if if people like it, if it sells well, then it will probably become more part of DC regular continuity. If not, then it's just its own thing over in DC Black. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, I, I like I like the concept of it, you know, because to me, like, like alcohol's been doing that, you know, like, oh, the black label, you know, like, <laughs> this is the, that's the top shelf stuff. So I've got nothing wrong with them having a top shelf line of comics, you know? I mean, uh, I, I will admit, you know, like, I think it's Batman the Damned got announced, Brian Azzarello. Mm-hmm. I was going to pass. Um, but that Lee, I always say his name wrong, Lee Berjamo, Berjamo, uh, he draws some beautiful art. And the fact that Dead Man's going to be in that story, well, <laughs> shit. You there got you go. Me, they you told know? you. Uh, Scott Snyder and um, Greg Capullo, they're going to do their last Batman story. So I'm excited about that. You know, and then obviously the three Jokers. Like, Yeah, so, so talking about the three Jokers, it, he said that Jason – Babs and Bruce are all going to be heavily um, used in in the story. So and I and, like this because yeah, those are those are the characters. I mean, would I love to see Nightwing's reaction? Sure, but I'd rather see Jason's reaction. I'd rather see Barbara's reaction exactly. because because yeah, lives. if you look at this cover that's that was shown, you have the the Joker that um, obviously used the crowbar and killed Jason. You have the Joker that uh, came into Barbara's apartment and shot her through the spine, or I guess it'd be Gordon's apartment. Uh, and then I'm assuming the the Joker in the front, the one that's sitting down, that that would be the original Joker, the first the first one to go up against Batman. So I, I don't I mean it it definitely doesn't look like the art that uh uh I, I when the original Joker like did he look different or do you remember? Well, you know what's interesting. I, well, I would definitely say like because I remember when they first put out stuff at the end of Doomsday War, and then I think they touched on it again in uh, DC Universe Rebirth. Mm-hmm. It felt like, yeah, they, they had your three Jokers, which would have been like very much a um, a Bob Kane Joker, um, a Brian Bolin Joker, and then kind of, oh, man. Like, I want to say, not necessarily like the Heath Ledger Joker, like with the crazy, mm-hmm. but remember when Grant Morrison kind of was writing him? Right, right. And he had him be a little bit more zany looking? Like, it looked like that. When I look at that same cover, and it blows my mind because, again, like, you're exactly pointing it out right. You got the Joker with the crowbar, so that's obviously for Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. You got the Joker, and he's you know covering the eye like he's peekabooing. That does very much look like a Brian Boland Joker. So, but it's funny because those two would have been at the same time though. Like literally, Death in the Family and Killing Joker maybe a year apart. So it's kind of funny. But yeah, the one sitting down to me, that one sitting down with his you know because he's not smiling. No. 
He's not smiling. Yeah, he is very much like he is studying his opponent head on. I feel, I feel, I, I, I'm picking up Heath Ledger when I, I look at that Joker. You know what? I, I pick up Just Heath the Ledger. The hairline. But, but, I, but the hairline, well, see, that's funny because the hairline reminds me of Jack Nicholson. Like I can see that because, yeah, how it's yeah. creeping back, but he's got that little patch in the front. Yeah, so maybe that's like, you know, movie Joker or something. Maybe. You know? yeah. Well, they, I, he describes one of the scenes. I guess the opening scene of the book is uh, you see the Joker with the, the Hawaiian shirt on, the one that, that shoots Barbara. Yeah. And he's driving a delivery truck or something like that. And he goes into he, he drives this truck out to a cabin in the middle of the woods. He gets up to the front door and the door opens and it's another Joker. And the Joker looks at him and goes, you're wearing my shirt. I hate when that happens. Right. I mean, <laughs> so it, it's just going to be I think it's going to be a giant, uh, you know, what are those called? Uh, three card money game or 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 well, I guess three card money is probably the best way to put it. I was going to say shell game. Like shell and ball game, but mm-hmm. but three card money is better because Joker, you know, Joker cards stuff like that. So it's just going to be a lot of shuffling around. And then the other th- other one, other comic book one was uh, Shazam number one. Like I, I know you were super excited about this oh, because of the dude. artist, like Dale Dale Eagles Ham. Because okay, Jeff and Dale have worked together a lot, mm-hmm. and I I love their working energy that they've got together. So to me, like to see them come together on this, like I'm not going to lie, I don't really care for New Fifty Two Billy Batson. I like New 52 Shazam. Mm-hmm. I like the extra Shazam family. I think that's cool. I just hate how Billy's a prick, you know. But at the same time, that's just better. Why? Because he's going to have a ton of character growth, I hope, you know. So, I mean, I am totally stoked. Like that cover, when that when you sent me that picture, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. So, yeah, I am, I am stoked for that book. Like I was kind of on the fence, you know. I'm like, well, it is Jeff. It's Cap. Yeah, I should pick it up, but now I'm like, nope, this this is on the pull list. Well, do you think there's going to be any big changes between, uh, since it is a Rebirth Captain Marvel instead of uh, a uh, New 52 Captain Marvel? Because, I mean, you said you didn't like Billy Batson, but you did like Captain Marvel. I mean, not that neither one of us really knows, but do you think there could be a, a change? Like, would they be a personality? We've had per- we had personality changes between the two universes. Like, oh, yeah. After no. Rebirth. Yeah. This one, I think in this case, like, uh, look at the movie trailer. That's the Billy you're going to get. So that is going to be New 52 Billy. That kind of, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be in these adoption homes. Uh, just let me go. And he's a rebellious kid. You know, because Billy Batson, that, you know, like... If you go back and read The Power of Shazam, or even if you look at the way Billy was written by Johns in JSA, that was more like a Billy, like he was matured. He was grown up. And right. He was like, look, I don't, like, I get I'm a kid, but there's so much more I can do, and mm. that's where my focus is. This Billy is a kid, and he's like, look, I can't wait till I can be an adult. So they're, they're to me, they're, they're very polar opposites in their um, personalities. So, I mean, it'll be interesting because, like, it's funny because it's almost kind of like Clark Kent. You know, it's like when you read certain books, like I'd rather read about Clark Kent than Superman. I'd rather read about Batman instead of Bruce Wayne. Right. I'd rather read about Captain Marvel instead of Billy Batson. And I think that's always been consistent. Like Captain Marvel only exists to be Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, my biggest question, though, is will we call him Captain Marvel or is his name Shazam? And if his name Shazam, how the hell does he introduce himself? Well, I mean, that's also I think that's something they're going to have to tackle in the movie also. Like I I, I don't know. It's just I, I I feel unfortunate that you would lose the name Captain Marvel, but then again, I also get it as 
DC, you kind of just want to separate yourself from Marvel's Captain Marvel. Like, yeah, they don't it's wanna... confusing, and you don't. So maybe just call him Captain. Like, I can I can get behind that. I know they did that for a little while in the in the comic books, but just I I don't know. Like, I, but don't just sit there and call him Shazam. Yeah, well, to me, like, because that defeats the whole purpose. Because like Shazam is special. Like that's what that word means. I mean, I guess you can get you can get get uh, you can get around it being like, well, there's the intent. Like if I say shazam and i mean it you know that means then that's channeling the power exactly if i just say shazam just say hey just my saying, name is shazam kind yeah. of thing yeah no i i can i can yeah like i mean hell of a job to whoever has to write that and explain it right you know good luck and i hope it comes through because i'd love to see something come out of that but no i'm very stoked and excited for captain marvel now over on the marvel side i go into the marvel the next big thing panel um, let's see who who was uh, a part of that panel. That we had Donnie Cates, uh, Marjorie, Lou Lau. No, no, I don't think that was her name. Man, I'm terrible. Uh, anyways, her and uh, some dude named Russell. He makes very depressing books, <laughs> from uh, what it sounded like. And then, uh, and then, and then, oh, uh, Nick Lowe. Nice, Nick yeah, Lowe. He's yeah, a good yeah. time. Editor, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so we got things like uh, announcements like Vision number one uh, with Chelsea Kane and Mark Mahone. Um, Shuri number one. Ooh. Okorafor and, and Romero. And then introducing the Griever. I don't know what that is supposed to be. It had no; they had no real information on it. Yeah, I'm just, curious to see who that a, one. Just a picture. Oh, and then there was Sleepwalker number one out of the pages of Infinity Wars. Uh, Chris Sims and, and Chad Bowers, and apparently, Sleepwalker, when originally designed and created, the first character uh, drawn by Joe Casada back in the day. No kidding. I think that's what I remember uh, CB, CB saying. I thought that was pretty interesting. That is, because I, I never realized those two had any connections. Yeah. So, but Margaret Stoll—that's that's the character. Stoll, uh, the, yes, she's the, doing uh, the life of Captain Marvel right now. Yes, and that's like, a big job because that's going to be the go-to book that everybody's going to be looking at for. Yeah, because they're doing like a, uh, a. It's almost a retelling re. It's the new origin story. The new origin you know, story. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's doing Secret Origin again, or. Uh, you know, like they did for Superman and, and, and Green Lantern and Flash, right? Yeah. Over on the DC side. Okay, here we go. Sleepwalker is the first Marvel hero that Joe Quesada ever drew for the publisher. Wow. So it's like scrappy young Joe Quesada comes in like, <laughs> hey there, what do you got for me to work on? <laughs> Sleepwalker. Was, Get out of my office. <laughs> was Sleepwalker like a fan-created uh, uh, superhero or something like that? Wasn't it a contest or something like that? Oh, I that sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't. I don't. I don't know. I yeah, it was something my, like that. Like, I know there's some weirdness behind that character. I mean, there's weirdness behind that character to begin with right. its own comic bookiness. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, in the real world, it just gets even weirder. So, uh, and and you know, it was just it was it was great to to ha to sit in on on those panels and, and listen to them talk about comic books. So, uh, just, that's just a, a, a fragment of what came out of San Diego Comic Con. Obviously, you can go online and, and find more information. But that's just uh, some of the stuff that I heard of or was a part of was there any big announcements that you read while you were so when i was when i was when i i always joke i had one year where a buddy of mine um him and his wife they went to san diego comic-con so they need somebody to house sit and they're like oh you know so i was like yeah sure and i, I think i was sad because i was like the second year 
I, you know, like I missed, I missed tickets. So mm-hmm. you're never going again, you know? And, um, it was funny because I'm at his house using his internet and I'm getting way more scoops than he is. I'm yeah. like texting him. Did you see this? Did you see this? Um, but I mean, sitting down and taking a look at it, like from, you know, checking out on the articles and stuff online, I really do appreciate Newsarama with their, uh, live blogging it. I think that was neat. Um, you know, I gotta say, I remember day one. So that Thursday, DC Comics won. I thought that was great. I mean, day one sucks. You know, you're just kind of like, eh, there's not going to be any news. It's not going to be exciting till like Friday evening, Saturday morning, because right. that's when most people will probably be getting off work and they're going to start going to the show. Right. But I mean, I, I, I liked what I heard coming out of DC. Um, Captain Marvel, the three Jokers, um, a lot of good plans like Scott Snyder. It sounds like he's really reuniting or uniting with a lot of people. So it's, I feel like it's going to be a very congealed universe. Uh, Heroes in Crisis sounds very exciting. I'm excited about that one. Uh, congratulations to Tim King and, and uh, Tom uh, King. Tom King. Yeah, what did I say? Tim King. Yeah, Tom King and Mitch Gerards for their Eisners on Mr. Miracle. I'm sad though because I was close. I've been every time I promote that book, Mr. Miracle, I'm like, it's going to win an Eisner. Technically, I'm right because the writer won an Eisner and the artist run the Eisner, but the book itself didn't win the Eisner. But again, I mean, they lost to some great company, Um, you know, but I mean, that's awesome to them. Um, Marvel had some really good stuff. I'm not going to lie, though, the X-Men panel, like I'm excited that Uncanny X-Men is coming back. I'm super stoked. I think that's an important title to have, but I don't know anything more outside of it. You know, it's like, eh, here you go. Yeah. Um, X-Men Black sounds kind of cool because it's just going to be villain books. So you're going to have, like, the first issue focuses on Magneto, and it's written by Chris Claremont. So they got him to come out, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is finally, like, this is going to be somebody who's going to write a good Magneto because Magneto comes off, he's very circular. You know, it's <laughs> like, true. No, I'm yeah. going to be bad, and I become good, and I'm going to become bad. And along the way, he turns into a baby and turns <laughs> back into a man, and there's a clone. So we got uh, we got X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, X-Men Red, and now X-Men Black. Yeah. I, I have I have something I can pitch. X- What's that? X-Men Fuchsia. Ooh. I mean, look at, I mean, you got Psylocke, you got uh, Gambit, you know, how many times did they use that color? You can throw Archangel in there, right? You can throw yeah. Archangel in there, you <laughs> could get, you could probably, I could stretch it and say Scott with his eye beams might come out a little fuchsia. fact that you bring him back to life, I'm buying a book. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm reading blue. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it's interesting that they decided to go with all these color color teams, like their color ideas. Well, and especially like, I mean, if you look at it, like I get blue and gold. Makes perfect sense, right. you know, because it literally was the 05 and then, you know, the the uh, international X-Men. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. And those are the original colors of the X-Men, blue yeah. and gold. You know, that's how we we've, we split the two teams from the 90s as well. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I, I'm surprised that they let – because then the, I think the next book to launch – was um, Astonishing, Astonishing X-Men. And I'm like, that's a good title because to me, that's like your Legends of the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this great writer wants to come in and do an arc? Please, come in and play. Have some fun. Take Astonishing. Good, you know, boom, that's the book. And then, you know, Tom Taylor comes along and he's a great writer, a strong writer, and it's like, okay, we're going to give you X-Men Red. Okay, I like this. It's keeping the color thing, but blue and gold are getting canned. Yeah. Are not canned, they're ending. Right. You know, but it's like, oh, why? Like, to me, I'm thinking, like, maybe they should have just been like, your book will be X Men because we know we're bringing back Uncanny. And then you just have Uncanny X Men, X Men, and Astonishing X Men. And that's your line instead of 
Uncanny, X-Men Red, and Astonishing. Because then X-Men Red, it's going to be like, well, I mean, not to say that it couldn't survive with Red, but I can guarantee, I'll probably bet like 25th issue, we're rebranding the book as just X-Men. Just X-Men, yeah. And you could have just done that at the start. Yeah. You know? Um, but they, I, but okay. they, had, they had to be like, oh, well, it's Let's Jean keep Grey, this color thing. so it's Red. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but I will state, I am very, like, they put out some, like, I was hoping for a lot more extermination news. I'm not going to lie. Like, that Sunday, I was going aggro trying to find info. Um, but they did put out one of the covers. And I like this because four is my lucky number. So extermination issue four. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know. Um, if you look at that cover and then go back, I want to say, I think it's like X-Men, Uncanny X-Men 137 or 138 part of the whole dark phoenix saga and that's the one with scott and gene kind of holding each other and he's blasting and she's firing off phoenix fire and you know that cover that iconic moment so that moment's recreated with gene in her her x-men red costume and then whoever this new masked cowled figure is Mm. and i mean some of the stuff and again obviously i'm looking at it with skewed eyes some of it's pointing towards hey maybe that's cyclops you know (laughs) so I don't know. I'm very hopeful. Uh, this is the first time in my life I'm actually excited for the month of August, so I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> but it was a good Comic-Con all around. Uh, Marvel Legends, I'm stoked. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to be buying out there. The one thing I am sad about this Comic-Con, and I will. this is so weird, Like I forgot how much 90s regurgitated anime Japanese shows that I liked as a kid. So, like, I mean, growing up, I loved Voltron. I hated the cartoon, or maybe I liked the cartoon. I mean, that was, was it really a cartoon? It was just a TV commercial. Yeah. But, you know, that the, the robot lions, Voltron, hell yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Megazord, hell yeah, you know. And these were just shows, and they would take it, splice it up, throw in some American bits in between there, right. and resell it. And one that came out, and I'd forgotten all about it, was the, the Samurai one. Oh, my God. Super Sentai Samurai or something like that. And the uh, Martin Lawrence, not Martin Lawrence, one of the Lawrence brothers, he becomes Servo. And anyway, so they're bringing action oh, figures. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. He had the about. red and white costume, and yeah. he would turn into a giant man. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I'll have to... Uh, superhero Samurai. Uh, is it the Cyber Samurai Squad or something? Something like that, yeah. 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 So I'm excited. Some of the toys are coming back and they're going to make some models. And I recently discovered building models is very therapeutic. So I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, I was I was very happy to see that. Uh, the Voltron Super Mini Pla got released early. Um, I wish I would have. I wish I could have scored one because granted, yes, he comes with this extra sword. I don't care about that. Just to build that thing is awesome because, I mean, this is like a small plastic model that still transforms. Like, the engineers of these toys, I'm like, you guys are amazing. But anyway, so, yeah. Toy nerding out over with. Yeah, that was great. Uh, this was this was a pretty good San Diego Comic-Con. I thought so. I thought so. Um, but, yeah. So, San Diego Comic-Con, it's coming gone. We got another year before we go back. And uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll have some good comic books in between. Oh, of course we will. I think, honestly, we got a lot of good stuff. Like, uh, DC, like, it's, it's funny because... I think Marvel always wins it in terms of the sales, but I think DC, dude, these last two years, they've been putting out some amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like Rebirth has been fantastic. There's only like a few characters missing, but I think they're coming. There are a few. Ca- they are they're missing, coming. but yeah, hopefully they're coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, then let's, let's go ahead and let, let's paint a picture. What year is it? Chris. So it is 1996, if I remember correctly. 19. That sounds about right. 1996, and uh, 
as Ron Mars put it, <laughs> the two companies were not doing well in sales, <laughs> so they came up with a gimmick. Well, this could be, I don't know, Ron Mars is a good guy, but he's also a little jaded. So he I don't is know. a little jaded. Maybe if we talk to 1996 Ron Mars, he might have been like <laughs> gushing and fanboying out, but you know, to each their own on this one. Oh yeah, this was uh, 2017 Ron Mars when we talked to him at uh, San Diego, er, at Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah. So <laughs> it was more of a, uh, well, there was a... It was a thing that happened, and these silly, funny books. Yeah, <laughs> you know they, they needed the money. They need if if it ever happens again, it's because comic book companies are going under again. But the idea was, what happens if the two companies, the, the heroes from the two worlds, meet up and have to fight each other? Now, why is it that the two worlds were coming together? So basically, I don't think they named, but they had these giants. And there was a red one and a blue one, and they, represent, giants, uh, yeah. and they they represent well they're brothers, and they represent each comic book universe. So there's one guy who prevents them from having access to each other, to each other, and then eventually that guy is dying. So he picks a new predecessor because the 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 box that lets people. I guess the jump, the between, jump worlds. between worlds is getting too unstable. Mm-hmm. So thus we get, what was it? Axel Asher, wasn't it? Axel Asher. Yeah, Axel Asher. And he becomes access. Now in the books, he actually lived in the DC universe. Yes. Cause he knew all about the green lanterns and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember that was a, that was well, a thing, green lantern right? issue. 81. If I remember correctly, is volume three, he pops up and knocks on Kyle's apartment door. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, uh, where's uh, where's Kyle? And Jade is like, I don't know. And bloop. <laughs> pops out. So uh, the idea is the two brothers didn't remember each other, but now that the world's becoming unstable, they're like, oh, yeah. Well, mine's better than yours. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we can see what the worlds start to merge and uh, the, the lines become f- fuzzy and you got, you got Clark Kent working at the Daily Bugle. Well, no, you had Peter Parker working at the Daily Planet pop over and yeah, and he was working with Lois and Clark because I remember that moment where he's like, Lois is really great. And he asks her out and that's the first time you see her wedding ring. And then Clark is just massively big and <laughs> Pete's like, oh, God, I feel like I could just be squished. right now." <laughs> of course, at that time, that's Ben Riley. Right. Parker. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So uh, in the official fans vote uh, lineup. Who did? Who were they allowing the fans to vote on? So there were eleven battles in total, and what they decided to do was six of them would be decided in the comics. So obviously three for Marvel, three for DC, and it's a split share. A split fair share. Uh, five of them were allowed to be voted on: Superman versus Hulk, um, Wonder Woman versus Storm, Batman versus Captain America, Lobo versus Wolverine. And Superboy versus Spider-Man. And to be clear, um, I think most of those were the original versions of the characters, but this Superboy would have been the clone of Superman who came after the death of Superman. And Spider-Man at the time was Spider-Man, but at the time he was newly reinvented clone Ben Riley, who was told he was the actual Spider-Man. So he was told that he was Peter Parker, but later on we go on. So if you're reading Ben Riley Spider or Scarlet Spider right now, that's the one that actually went up against yep. clone Superboy. Yeah. Okay. Just yep. wanted to clear that up, folks. <laughs> uh, but they didn't even call him Ben in that story. They right. Called no, him Peter Parker. Called Peter and Parker. It, it, yeah, honestly, that didn't click until probably maybe two years ago for me. When you thought I was about just it. thinking about yeah. it, and I was like, oh, wow, that, that was Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, going forward, how did those fan votes turn out? 
Okay, so when it came down to the fan votes, um, people voted in favor of Superman smashing the Incredible Hulk. Now, I remember that fight in the comic book. They went to the Grand Canyon. Like, didn't they... Did they actually go there, or did they get teleported there? I don't remember. I... I think, felt like they were teleported. I felt like they were teleported there. Yeah, so... Because I know they both agreed, like, hey, let's not fight in a metropolitan area. Because mm-hmm. this Hulk wasn't your dumb, savage Hulk. This was the intelligence of Bruce Banner with the body of the Incredible Hulk. So this this wasn't just a pushover Hulk for mm-hmm. Superman either. Okay. So uh, the two of them battle it out in the Grand Canyon with the victor eventually being Superman. Yes. Um, so, you know, honestly, I, I agree with that one. I think that would have been my... Well, that was my vote. So I, I agreed with that one as well. Uh, the next one was Wonder Woman versus Storm. And the fans voted, and they picked Storm. That one I didn't agree with. Okay. And what's pretty wild, though, in the comics... So there was the fight between Captain Marvel and Thor, and Thor beat Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel in his last salvo managed to knock Thor's hammer away. Wonder Woman finds it, and now she's a Wonder Woman imbued with the well, power she, of Thor. But she Wonder Woman, that's right. Yeah, she puts it down because, because she wouldn't have felt it would have been a fair contest. But then in in that that point, Storm ends up you know using the the she beats the her weather. with lightning. Yeah, straight up, up just lightning. Okay, <laughs> so Storm wins up winning out. Yeah. Uh, the next one was Batman versus Captain America, and if you read that one, they're in the sewers and they're fighting. And it's too close to call. I remember that. I remember them fighting in the sewers. Yeah. Cap throws his shield. Batman ducks. Batman throws a battering. Hits Cap in the head. And just at that moment, uh, a drain pipe lets loose and all the water hits Cap. And that's what basically counted him as, oh, you're disqualified. You lost. And, you know, Axel appears. And he uses those two to help merge them to make the Amalgam universe. So do you think that the actual votes were too close? Like Like it was just too like even i could see that honestly because those two i mean yes captain america does have that edge with the super soldier serum but i mean as we've seen you know batman's fought bane yeah that's true i would definitely say captain america would always beat bane because cap's a better fighter than bane Mm -hmm. but you know batman's no slouch in his own as well so but yeah no that could definitely be something captain america's fought and defeated deathstroke which i would say is another version of captain america just more merciless that's true yeah i mean that's actually a, that's a good point i mean if deathstroke slade isn't gonna you know hold back and batman can beat that then it'd be easier to beat a captain america right yeah uh let's see our next bout was lobo versus wolverine now this was in a this was in an outer space bar i remember yep. that yep. and that was because they showed nothing because they wound up fighting behind the bar right and the two men go behind the bar and next thing you know, you see the hook come up first because... Yeah, because Lobo always has his hook for his fighting tool. Right. and Weapon. But he, he gets up and then falls back over and Wolverine gets up because he's the one that wins, right? Well, I remember Wolverine getting up and then smoking Lobo's cigar. Okay. Because that was like the big hit. But there could have... Because it was... I think it was like a series of like five panels on that page. It was... I was... That one got me. And I'll, I'll admit, even back then, I was probably a way more in favor of wolverine but i'm like he's in space he's fighting i mean like like people like and we've seen it with both like deadpool and wolverine you know like they can regenerate from one single cell oh yeah you're like how in the hell does that happen lobo's been doing that before and lobo can't die because heaven and hell don't want him (laughs) so i'm like how the hell does the little run to beat lobo oh i mean saber tooth 
can beat up Wolverine. That's true. But again, that one, and, and I'm going to put this out there, that's popularity. Yeah, that's definitely popular. But if I were to come at you, if, you know, from a writing standpoint, I would say that the difference between Sabretooth and Lobo would be that uh, going up against Sabretooth, like Sabretooth is like psychologically tormented Wolverine for a very long time. So it might have that thing where, where he holds back. I don't know. And as your editor, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Fair enough. So. No, but you're right. Like, yeah, that, 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 that psychological mentality that Sabretooth does have over war, and yeah, that probably holds up. But to me, I just, I don't know. I mean, you've seen Lobo go toe-to-toe with Superman. Right. You know, so that means, does that mean Wolverine could go toe-to-toe yeah, with Superman? Know. Now he's know. got those hot claws. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, they are magical, so... That's true. Well, we don't know if they're magic based yet. Oh, I thought that, that we did. I don't think so. No, okay, no, fair enough. Uh, we, but who knows, you know? But anyways, yeah. So that was yep. So that went in favor of Wolverine, and then the last one was Superboy Connor Kent or Connell versus Spider Man. Peter Parker, a.k.a. Ben Riley, a.k.a. the Spider Clone. Right. Um, that one actually was a pretty fun battle to watch, and it just, you know, Peter Parker's years of uh, experience wound up beating out well, yeah, on ends up when, Connor Kent's inexperience. So, uh, do you happen to remember the other battles that weren't decided by fans? Okay, so then the other six were Captain Marvel versus Thor. Thor being the champion in that one. Uh, Flash Wally West versus Quicksilver. Flash being the winner there. Now, did they, that was wasn't that just like just a panel? Did they actually? No, I think they. they have I a think race? they might have given that one a page or a half page. It was a little bit bigger, but yeah, they basically were like running, and I think it just happened to be that Wally caught a punch in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, no, I think they put a little bit more girth into that battle. Let's see. Then next up was Aquaman versus Namor. That one was a quick one because that's the one where like. Namers spouting off Imperius Rex, and then Aquaman's like, "You talk too much," and then here comes Shamu and just belly flops on Namer. <laughs> and this is also this is a Ahab Hook. Yeah, it's true. It's Hook time, Aquaman. Right? Yeah. yeah, long hair Hook Aquaman. Um, Robin versus Jubilee, and this Robin being Tim Drake, and uh, also in love with Jubilee. Yeah, well, at that point they they wound up meeting each other and falling in love, and yeah, you know, but in the end, Robin took her down, but he took her down very gently. <laughs> he got the best of her. Uh, and this Robin was Tim Drake, in case we didn't mention I don't know. Um, Green Lantern versus Silver Surfer, and this is the newly minted Kyle Green Lantern, which right. is crazy to think about because he has literally been Green Lantern for maybe two years at the most at right. this point. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, Silver Green- Surfer got the best of them, though. Well, I mean, the Power Cosmic versus a uh, <laughs> Green Lantern. That don't mean Scott. I don't know, man. Power Cosmic is uh, it's not even it's not even good enough for my toaster, whatever. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> And then uh, the last battle there was Catwoman versus Elektra, and Elektra wound up getting the upper hand on Catwoman in that last one. So that the the six battles that I just mentioned there, three each. So you had your three um, with Flash, Aquaman, and Robin, and then your three from Marvel with Thor, Na- no, Thor, Silver Surfer, and Elektra. So those were split evenly, and then the fans voted uh, three and two in favor of Marvel. So Marvel winds up getting a six-five win because I remember Marvel took out an ad, and they I think they may have went in both comics, and it said Marvel won. Mm. <laughs> that was like, ooh, I, I don't think DC Harsh. was happy with that afterwards. Uh, okay, so then this is what you said, 1996. So we're over 20 years later, 22 years later. Yes. Uh, 
there has been some changes to these characters. Since oh, then. massive. Um, we decided to update these these battles. What what would it look like today? Like, and we're not taking the normal Superman in, in Incredible Hulk. I mean, we've had that we had that battle, so we're doing the new Superman in DC Comics and the totally awesome Hulk, uh, which is uh, Amadeus Cho. Yes, uh, both both uh, Asian characters, which. I you know I, I didn't think about that until I had to look at it. But I was like, that is true. Superman and Hulk are both like this, the Superman of this of this the one that we picked is uh, Carl Koning, I think if I say Co- yeah Cone yeah he is uh, a Chinese citizen and you know uh, his power is very much derived from that. It's it's magic based along with Kryptonian science. Yeah. Uh, then you have totally awesome Hulk who is uh, Asian American Amadeus Cho uh, eighth most intelligent person in the Marvel universe as he says with the ba- the body of the incredible hulk i mean as you go on what are the other fights we have so okay in our new version of it we went with the all new superman versus the totally awesome hulk we had the new 52 version of Shazam fight the Jane Foster Thor uh, that one's neat because they are both update versions of the character, but this, especially with Thor, we have a brand new worthy person of the powers, mm-hmm. and we are fighting against a kind of not worthy Billy Batson. Right. Not saying that in a mean way, but his just, again, that maturity levels. Um, we updated our Flash Quicksilver battle with a just not just returned, but a newly returned Barry Allen to the mantle of the Flash family. And Quicksilver, who is not the cocky, sure version of himself. This is a Quicksilver who has caused the House of M, and he is the son of M, and, you know, just all those downfalls and, and been responsible for so much drasticness, and even to the point where his wife and child have left him. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he also is transformed by the Terrigen Mist at this point, isn't he? That's true. I think he... I, I don't know if that kept in the stories. Okay. Um, but you're right. He did go through that transformation. Because he lost his powers in de- Decimation. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of that, or that M-Day. was the, the surprise was he was one of the people to be, you know, cursed with that. By well. Wanda. Yeah. Uh, then you have Wonder Woman and Bloodstorm. So in, in our place of... of Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. We have Donna Troy, Wonder Woman. And instead of just regular Aurora Storm, we have Bloodstorm, which was the vampire version of Storm. Yeah, so she gets a power upgrade, but we have a fiercer warrior in regards to that. Uh, Our next battle, we have the Batman Who Laughs, straight right out of metal, and Hydra Captain America, which probably caused the writer to hide behind many pieces of metal. (laughs) Uh, But two very dark versions of these classic characters right. that we've come to know. Like right. These are the ones that spit in the face of what our heroes hold on to. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you go on to uh, the daughter of Lobo, <laughs> Crush, which is a very new character. Uh, I, I actually haven't read anything I don't know yet. if she's even made her first appearance I yet. didn't think so, but, I mean, take take into account, you know, what... Hey, publication we, schedules. We, we know just, what it's going to be. Good here. <laughs> uh, and then you have Wolverine uh, version, Laura Kenny version, also a.k.a. X-23. Um, so kind of like a daughter. So the daughter, <laughs> yeah. Essentially the daughter of Wolverine. That's I mean, that's the way the comic books kind of portray her. That's the way yeah. the movie definitely portrayed her. Oh, yeah. So uh, you have the, the daughters of these two characters going at it. Um, oh, 
So then next up, we went with the Water Wraith Aquaman. Now, this character is a little bit older. I mean, I think this was probably around the turn of the century, if I remember correctly. So just before but, New 52. Yeah. Oh, well before New 52. Right, right. Um, but this was during the JLA run, and I think it was, yeah, it was Our Worlds at War, where they killed Aquaman. At least that's what we thought at the time. Turns out he got sent back into the past, and he turns out to be the reason why Atlantis fell. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, he is the oceans. So he got a massive power upgrade to the point where he is a full being of water and mysticism and things like that. But if we're talking about mysticism and full-on power, a massive you have power upgrade. <laughs> yeah, with a fifth of the Phoenix Force. Now, you know, as a math teacher, I would say, well, what's a fifth of infinity? It's still infinity, right. you know? I mean, so not, not just because he's one of the Phoenix Five doesn't mean he's any lesser. And this is a namer who... His anger in that power set isn't good. Just look at what he did to Wakanda as he destroyed it, thinking he, he knew where hope was. Uh, then you move on to our Robin and Jubilee match, but we change it for Robin is now Damian Wayne instead of Tim Drake. And and we went with yet another character, because one of the things about Jubilee is that she is one of the surrogate daughters that Wolverine took on. Yes, Wolverine constantly, I mean, between Jubilee... Um, Kitty Pride, and then eventually Armor. You know, he takes on these uh, female characters as apprentice. Uh, yeah, that's a good way. You know, that's his yeah, apprentice. Yeah, that's, kind of thing. You know, we get uh, we get Honey Badger, who is a clone of a clone of a clone. Yeah, clone of X twenty three, who was a clone of Wolverine. And then, so I think it fits. You know, another another version of Wolverine, another person with that mentality going up against another Robin. I don't think we're going to get any people falling in love in this story, but no, I want it. <laughs> I think that's going to be the best twist right there. So these, I mean, they're both bloodthirsty kids. They're, they're both bloodthirsty kids. And, and the, the few issues that I've read with honey badger in it is, are so great because I love the fact that she connects so much with Deadpool, like yeah. his, his insanity and the way that he looks at the world. And she's, she's almost like a fanboy too, or I'm sorry, a fan girl. She's, she's very much like, you're Deadpool, you know, like <laughs> this is awesome kind of thing. So uh, I, I would love to see the interaction between the two characters. No, I think that would be a fun one. Um, the next battle we've got on our list, we have the brand new Superboy title holder of John Kent, the son of Lois and Clark, uh, half human, half Kryptonian. And then we have Spider-Man of another world currently living in the 616 universe, Miles Morales. Um, this one's great because... They're both fantastic characters, and they're both amazing titles. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the battle I'm struggling with. Really? Yes. This is, uh, like, at this moment, I still haven't decided who won. Ooh. Like, I didn't do, like, when I did my Twitter post to be like, oh, see which one I picked. So that way it could be (laughs) mysterious and try to get people in. Because I don't know. Like, I'm running the scenario in my head, and it's tough. And I I, I, I get you. I I think the potential is there for both of them to pull it out. And, yo, he pulls out the coin. Bring out the coin. (laughs) But uh, I think I, I think I have a, a sure idea of who wins in that in that scenario. I'm gonna let you present it to me. All maybe right. maybe you'll maybe you'll sway sway my vote. Uh, then we have uh, the Green Lantern God of Light versus the Cosmic Ghost Rider, and I thought this was so great because you have Green Lantern God of Light, right? This is Hal Jordan merged with a or his ring merged yes. with a mother box yes. from Dark Side War. Yeah. Now the idea when we saw that in Dark Side War, that was I mean. It was incredible because oh, yeah. you already think of a of a Green Lantern ring as being an unlimited 
power, not power source, but source of power, I well, guess. Well, at the time, like, especially, you know, the Green Lantern Ring was the most powerful weapon in right, the universe. exactly. Okay, well, now take a mother box, which our, our world is now finally understanding. Because, like, Jack Kirby, when he created the mother box, that was the iPhone. Right. That was the iPhone on steroids mm-hmm. back in in the 70s. A little bit of a catch-all, but yeah. you know, it's, it's able it's, it's it's yeah, essentially it's it's a handheld computer but far more yeah, way more advanced, advanced than anything you, know, you can imagine. This is a god's iPhone. And so now <laughs> you put that in a green lantern ring. Holy crap. <laughs> and then you have Cosmic Ghost Rider because you take Ghost Rider, which is already a demon of vengeance, almost near omnipotent power. Then you throw in the power cosmic as a herald of Galactus, which if you, I mean, you look at, at Silver Surfer, there's essentially nothing that he can't do. <laughs> then you throw in a personality that is Frank Castle. I, I read the first appearance. Uh-huh. Well, actually, I read the whole thing that whole Thanos wins. Right, and I love the issue that presents Ghost Cosmic Ghost Rider's origin. So it's like Frank is like he's old white hair, and he's like. Fuck another one of them damn fights, and it's Thanos comes to Earth. Thanos comes to Earth, and he's fighting Thanos, and of course he gets killed, like he's on a building that collapses, and he's laying there dying, and with his last words, "God, I wish there was a way I could kill that bastard." Boom! Mephisto pops up. Hey, buddy, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> Here's the the spirit of vengeance, and he puts it on Frank. So now Frank's a rider. All right, cool. Well, the Earth's destroyed. So he's just cruising around Earth, and you see his motorcycle gets more Punisher-like. You know, now he's got Gatlin guns on the front. So then Galactus comes to Earth, holding his guts together, and you know he's like, "Where's Reed Richards?" And you know, Cosmic Ghost Rider is like, "Oh, uh, he, well, he's yeah. dead. Everybody's dead." But um, I, can I ask you something? And then Galactus is like, "What?" Are you real? Because I'm pretty insane. <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody in like a couple hundred years, man. You know, and and you know, Galactus is like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, and and then you know, it's like, well, who did this to you? Well, Thanos did it. And once again, Frank utters those words. God, I wish there was something I could do to that guy. <laughs> oh, well, let me give you the power cosmic. Boom. And now you have a giant Galactus, a cosmic-powered spirit of vengeance, Frank Castle, running around the known universe in fa- like army fatigues and hunting down bad guys and trying to extinguish all evil. And finally, they find Thanos. Thanos kills Galactus. And then Ghost Rider's like, fuck. And Thanos is just like, hey, don't worry. You, you and I could take all <laughs> evil on and it's going to be okay. Sure, why not? I was going to say, because, you know, not only is it Frank Castle, but it's a Frank Castle that's gone crazy over because of isolation for the last yep. couple hundred years. So, uh, and, and I told you about that when, when they first started talking about this uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider and they first revealed that it was Frank Castle. It's like, this is the one man who, you know, essentially went on his mission because his, his, his wife and, and kid died. So all he really wants is to die himself so that he can be, re- yes. be re- reunited with them. But guess what? He's going to take a few people down with him as he, as he goes. <laughs> but now he can't die. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's a vengeance of, of a spirit of vengeance, the power cosmic and insane. Like it, he's never going to get that solace. So yeah, yeah. he's not going to get his moment, <laughs> uh, which leads us to one last battle. So this one, actually I'm going to be honest with you, this battle I'm really excited about. Catwoman versus Elektra. Now these two fought before, but here's what's different about these two. That's what I was going to ask you. Is like it doesn't seem like there's been any change between these two characters, but other than time. So what is it that's different with this time around? Well, okay. So if we think about it, since Catwoman 1993, 1994, purple costume and all that. Or sorry, 1996, purple costume and all that. 
she's gone on. She actually has become a real thief. Mm-hmm. She's got higher motivations. She is more Robin Hood than before. Mm-hmm. You know, she's had a child. She's had her heart ripped out of her body and then replaced. That's true. Uh, she's taken the Dark Knight's heart, as mm-hmm. we just saw. So, I mean, she is. I mean, no disrespect to the people who have written her before and the people who have loved those stories. But, I mean, I want to say I think it was Ed Brubaker and Darwin Cook when they did that run on Catwoman. They made her a stronger character. They gave her way more. So that character has done nothing but grow and gain tons of experience. And my motivations for why I, I – and I, so I, I'll explain when I go into why I picked who I picked for this battle. Um, Electra, again, I don't want to trip over myself and spill the beans, but Electra, same thing. This character's grown so much more. She's had way more experiences. Um, now, if anything, though, I will state this. I kind of feel with the Netflix show, they muted her mm-hmm. just because you can't show all that and retain a rating that's right. you know acceptable. Uh, so she's a little more muted in her bloodlust, but I think she's way more conniving and... Um, uh, strategic than she was before as well. Mm. So, but I mean, honestly, since that time, I think those characters have had a lot more growth. They've, you know, it, the stories that they've been involved in have given them way more. And as I say, don't forget, uh, she is still in the heart of Frank Castle too at this point. That's true. She's been with Frank. <laughs> uh, you know, she had to overcome being replaced by the scroll. Right. I mean, her face was the face of the Queen Scroll. That's true. No, I'm sorry. No. She was the scroll that revealed. So her scroll. Right. Yeah. Had, yeah. Her scroll was the one that that basically that let them know we about knew the, that invasion. the invasion. Yeah. yeah. Now we put this out to our listeners and our fa- Facebook followers and Twitter followers, and we got a few uh, votes in. Sweet. Uh, maybe, maybe not as much as Marvel and DC did in their first time around, but <laughs> uh, I, I think they would appreciate our our. our oh, let's give them that shout out. I appreciate they took the time to do this for us. So Aaron Berrigan, he came out and he said, "All new Superman is going to win." He says Shazam's going to beat uh, uh, Jane Foster. Uh, Barry Allen will beat Quicksilver. Wonder Woman, Donna Troy will beat Bloodstorm. Captain America beats out, or so I'm sorry, Hydra. Captain America beats out Batman, who laughs. X23 beats out uh, Lobo's daughter, Crush. Uh, Phoenix Five, Namor beats out Aquaman or Water Wraith, Aquaman. Honey Badger beats out uh, Damian. Damian. Uh, Miles Morales beats out uh, John Kent. John Kent, thank you. <laughs> uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider beats out the. How Jordan, Green Lantern, God of Light, and then Catwoman finally wins out uh, with between Elektra. Nice, good picks. I mean, this uh, I I feel like that was a little bit more DC side. Definitely, I think if I if I'm counting his picks, I think yeah, he's definitely a little bit more DC heavy. But uh, that, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Jason Mendoza on our Facebook also put Superman beats out the Hulk, Shazam beats out Jane Foster, Flash beats out Quicksilver, Wonder Woman beats out. Bloodstorm, Hydra Cap beats out uh, Joker, Batman, 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 yeah, Batman, who Batman, Joker, Batman who laughs. X twenty three wins out over uh, who might why, why, why <laughs> can't yeah, I Crush, <laughs> Crush. Thank you. Yes, uh, Phoenix five, four, Namor beats out Aquaman. Robin takes out uh, Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Spider Man, Miles Morales beats out uh, John Kent. Cosmic Ghost Rider beats out. Um, God of Light, Geo. God of Light, Green Lantern. Thank you. And then Catwoman takes it for over Elektra once again. Uh, once again, looking at that, I feel like that's a little bit more DC, but maybe very close. Yeah, it's very close. Rudy Gonzalez, Superman over 
Hulk. You know, Hulk's just Amadeus Cho's just not getting the love. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> uh, Super, Shazam wins it over uh, Jane Foster. Uh, Flash Barry Allen once again beats Quicksilver. Wonder Woman beats um, a Bloodstorm. Bloodstorm. <laughs> well, once again, another Marvel character that just does not is not going to win. Apparently, well, this one I think uh, th- something that didn't happen. Since okay, let's go back to that 1996 battle. Mm-hmm. Who is Wonder Woman? Nobody knows. It's Linda Carter. That's about it. Really? But since then, we've had Justice League, where we've seen Wonder Woman mm-hmm. be more powerful. Right. We've had the movie. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that, you know. And if anything, the character of Storm isn't as powerful as she has. X Men: The Animated Series was the best adaptation of the X Men we've seen. But then the X Men movies. We didn't really see them do anything. That's true. I mean, granted, yes, special effects, CGI, and budgets, but, I mean, what's the, like, I almost feel like this is that moment when Batman tells Superman, like, the last time you did anything good was when you died. (laughs) But I I look at the X-Men, and obviously, with the whole Fox Marvel thing, it's like, the last time the X-Men did anything good was... Uh, Batman. Ooh, we finally get a joke. A Batman that laughs, beating down Hydra, Hydra Captain Steve America. <laughs> uh, X-23 takes it out over... Crush. Crush. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I have to assume that's just because no one really knows anything about Crush yet. Yeah. And we don't I, I even know anything yeah. about Crush yet. Uh, Aquaman takes it over Namor. That's the first. Robin takes it out over Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Spider-Man once again defeats John Kent. Green Lantern takes it over uh, All right. <laughs> uh, Cosmic, Cosmic Ghost, Ghost Rider. And then Elektra comes out ahead of Catwoman on Ooh, this one. So we've kind of had a split there. Yeah. Once again, uh, this one is, is definitely a little bit closer, I think, on his votes. But no, I think he I think his DC pulls out ahead. Nice. Yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of DC characters. Uh, then Eric Figueroa, he just comes out and says, most of this is DC got it. So... Uh, I, I think that's what the general consensus is, is saying right now, which I think is a big thing. If you look at your Justice League, your core members, your Justice League versus your core members, your Avengers. Right. I will all. I think I. I'm like, I think nine out of ten times I say that Justice League pulls it out because they are just more powerful. Oh yeah. I mean, I look at, and I think they're formative for you as well. But like the two biggest runs, Avengers post Heroes Reborn. Mm-hmm. So where did they live? They lived in Avengers Mansion, which was on the streets. Right. Captain America, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch. They're they're street level characters. Mm-hmm. Thor is about as as cosmic as it goes. And then but, we know that you know that Scarlet Witch eventually can get to really high uh, yeah. levels of power. But at that time, she really wasn't. No. You know, she was more unstable with her abilities, not mm-hmm. as trusting. Um, then we go to the JLA, JSO, JLA by Grant Morrison and Howard Porter, and they live on the moon. <laughs> and you have Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, and Batman. Because, you know, it's <laughs> Batman. But you have the big seven, yeah. what formed comic books. And now, granted, both teams did their best to represent all the originals as they could. But, I mean, you know, yeah, the Avengers could be like, well, we have a Hulk. But the Justice League is like... So what? <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But again, and, and like I would say, I mean, if we go back to 1996, Spider-Man, the animated series, X-Men, the animated series, Marvel Action Hour, movies are going to come that, you know, are, are brand new and hopeful towards what we're going to see in the Marvel Universe. DC had Batman, the animated series. I love Superman, the animated series, but it it's not, not a lot of people got yeah. into it as much. Um 
Batman and Robin was the last time DC was in movie theaters. Yeah. It wasn't the best. I mean, I, I enjoyed it as a kid, but, you know, looking back, it's kind of like, eh, you know, it's fun for nostalgia. But we didn't have that. But DC has grown in these last 22 years. And I think with our votes that we put out there, because I feel this is very much all new Marvel now versus new 52 slash rebirth DC. And again, if you look at, you know, the, the, the reactions to people... I think they are they're a lot more happy with all new or sorry they're a lot more happy with new 52 and especially rebirth you know new 52 did what its initiative was was to bring uh, people into comic book stores and it did that you know and rebirth is what brought the other fans back into comic book stores and and I, I think the you're you're putting it quite well and I think that obviously we have to take into account that you know what the movies nowadays are doing to uh, bring in fans or yeah. uh, get them the idea of who uh, who um, has what powers and, and stuff like that. I mean, we're asking people to talk to to think about Batman, the Batman who laughs versus Hydra Cap, which you these you know if you're not reading comic books you might have heard about these characters in passing but you might not know exactly what uh their power sets are now not to put anybody down or try and uh fanboy explain anything to anybody <laughs> and just just to say you know it's it's just something that you might not you might not get so yeah. going with all that we're going to come up with uh what our so now we're going to throw our hat in we're going to throw we're going <laughs> to throw down on what we think is going to going to happen here so do you want to we want to take this uh, one by one? Do you want to start at the bottom and work our way up to the Superman? Superman we can do that. It, all I ask though is, can we do Superboy, Spider Man last? Sure. And I don't mind if we start either from the bottom or the top. So okay. It doesn't matter to me. Um, so let, let's go that way. Let's start with that. So all right, the first, the the, the last battle on our list was Catwoman versus Elektra. So as I saw, you voted for Elektra. I did. And I voted for Catwoman. So in my head, in my head canon, I guess the way to put it. Electra is an assassin. That's okay. her job. She is going to fight, and she is going to she's going to do it to kill. Like, I don't want her to kill Catwoman at the end of this, <laughs> but that's the way she fights. She she is uh you know a killer. And I you, when when you're fighting to the death or you're fighting to stay alive, it's a lot different than uh, a cat burglar who knows uh, how to fight because she was taught by Slam Brady or right. whoever. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Ted. Ted Court, Ted Grant, Ted Grant. Thank yeah. you. I was going to say Ted, Ted Grant, and I was like, wait, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Wildcat taught her how to fight, and don't get me wrong, she knows how to. She holds her own. Well, with, she does very well. She yeah. holds her own with uh, with uh, with Batman. But look what, and, and I know she ends up winning the fight against Talia Al Ghul when you know pre wedding, but uh, Talia almost killed her, like literally. So. That's that's where I give it to Electra. I give the edge to Electra. See now, it's funny. I'm glad you because that's what that's what got me to think Catwoman was that issue. Like just before the wedding, uh, I think it was the rules of engagement, and yeah, mm -hmm. Batman and Catwoman go to whatever that gated area is, and Talia's like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> and now the reason I so I look at Talia, and I'm like, okay, I could really see Talia being on par with Electra. Me too. They are assassins. They are deadly women. You do not cross them. Now, granted, yes, it, Talia does have more the upper hand on Catwoman in that story, but in the end, Catwoman comes out victorious. Mm -hmm. But Talia is fighting for her man. That's right. Elektra isn't. No. Nope. So if 
Catwoman can survive a Talia who is like Bruce is mine his child is mine I should be the one marrying him if she can survive that and come out ahead that's why I think Catwoman beats Elektra and like I said I look at you know the the latest representation of Elektra she's not as deadly as she used to be I mean yes like I was saying her bloodlust has quieted a lot more right you're right Um, but I feel that yes she's grown character wise but her assassin abilities have lessened because yeah, she was just recently on Thunderbolts. That's where she, you know, met Frank Frank Castle, and they were that whole Thunderbolts red team, and that was cool. But I just feel once she left that and she got Netflixed, you know, reading her in Charles Soule's Daredevil, she was, you know, a lesser, lesser, okay. and not seeing that in a mean way, but it was just she was less bloodthirsty. So that's why I went Catwoman. Fair enough. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Ghostwriter versus Green Lantern, God of Light. All right, so you threw the opener on the last one. I'll do the opener on this one. So I voted Green Lantern, God of Light. I think he takes over Cosmic Ghost Rider. Because what I like about this, I always find symmetry. So I see a Green Lantern ring and a mother box versus the Power Cosmic and um, Spirit of the Spirit of Vengeance. So you, you, you got those two on par with each other. Um, the reason I go with that, though, because if we if we look at this, so time travel kind of became something that I thought about when deciding this battle. Because believe it or not, both characters did do some time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Lantern got a light. Hal could go back into his own past willingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, as the cosmic ghost rider, had to rely on a time stone, the, the, the time gem, so and a fragment of it. So he still needed that little boost to do that feat. So that feat alone is what made me think, all right, this is probably where the Green Lantern got a light could take on the Cosmic Ghost Rider. And plus, another little ace up your sleeve, Hal has been a spirit of vengeance before. It's he true. He was the Spectre. He was the Spectre so, as well. Uh, he's kind of, to me, I think he's kind of got that little bit of like, hey, Frank, I can see where you're coming from. And I'm going to shut that shit down. <laughs> uh, I have to say, as much as I respect a Green Lantern and being uh, a Green Lantern <laughs> ring being the, the most powerful weapon in the universe, we're talking about the the the, the power of the universe itself. The, the power, power cosmic. cosmic. <laughs> the power cosmic as well as the the spirit of vengeance. We have science and magic put together. Like Mother Box and and and, and uh, well, I like nature and magic in this case. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. I mean, but I see what you're saying. Sorry. So mother a uh, Mother Box and and, and uh, uh, Green Lantern ring, you know, put together is 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 both science and you know we're, it's 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 still it's still limited by the mind of the man, the man that's 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 controlling it. Now I'm not saying anything against Hal Jordan, <laughs> but he is a man. Right. I I I I think Hal uh, Frank Castle. Existing for many years, though crazy, Being a crazy man. He's crazy. Hey, I, I think that only helps in a fight. So it's hard to to, to strategize against crazy, right? But you have uh, Frank Castle with with both the power cosmic and and uh, the spirit of vengeance. It, he's just too powerful. He he he, he takes. It's gonna take. It's gonna take. You have you have you have the army army man versus the air force pilot, and I think Ooh. the army guy takes it. I you know it, it is a tough call, but again, I I, I just looked at you know. The way Cosmic Ghost Rider died. 
because he actually did die. Um, it was a Silver Surfer who became mighty enough to wield a Mjolnir. Uh-huh. So he did take him down. But, uh, you, you know, you bring up, and I like that, okay, we can boil it down, you know, science and magic versus pure science. But, again, an Army guy versus an Air Force guy, you know, I mean, that, that does give Frank a little bit of a cutting edge. <laughs> but I'm going to dock those points. I mean, I, I respect, you know, we, of course we respect each other's opinions. Oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, it, it is one of those things. And I think if, if we look at that mindfulness, though, I, uh, but, again, you're right. Sometimes a crazy dog is a scary dog to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right, so we're going to skip Superboy Spider-Man. We're going to come to that and back to that next one so i'm gonna jump over and we're gonna go to robin damian wayne versus honey badger so i voted for damian wayne i went ahead and gave him the win on this no i'm sorry i read my card wrong i gave it to honey badger um i don't care how much experience damian may have honey badger has a healing factor she does and that is the biggest thing the biggest hurdle you have to get get past that to me that that did it and i mean damian if anything, like uh, if you had given me a Damien who never met Bruce Wayne, I think it could be better. But I think by him meeting his father and becoming Robin, it, again, it's kind of that muted that I gave Electra, you know, where it's like, okay, I stopped being so bloodthirsty and, and, and all that stuff. So it kind of made him less in that regard. So I saw that. And plus, whatever Robin may hold in his hand, you can always lose it. His sword, his batarangs, honey badger, her claws, you're not taking those. <laughs> now, the only thing that, that I'm worried about, now this is, again, my ignorance on the character. I don't know if she has adamantium or not. I don't think she does. Ooh, that but is I'm a not good too question. Sure. She might just have a bone claw, and it's just the one claw. Yeah. It's so as opposed to the two that that Laura the has, two and the, the fist, three the that one the foot. yeah, the three that uh, that Wolverine has, and and literally, I, I give it to Damien just because of the experience. Like, the, I know he's only ten, but it's it was a hard ten years, man. Oh, he, yeah. he was born into the the League of Shadows. To be a weapon, to be a killer, to, uh, you know, and it was his father once he became, uh, you know, Robin that that put him into more discipline to uh, learn to not kill, to go against that urge, go against his training, to not, to not, uh, you know, do what, what almost want to say comes natural. Yeah. And, And that could be a hindrance. I understand. But. You throw in that a sword can be knocked out of his hand. It, the batarangs could be, you know, tossed to the side. It's still, it's still Damien. His hands and his feet, his noggin, those, yeah. those are weapons in themselves. So I gave it, I, I, it edges out. It, it barely edges yeah. out. No, it, I mean, I, that one could, it really does flip flop each way. Because there's some where initially I thought Robin as well, mm-hmm. but I just, to me, it was that healing factor edge. But again, not to say Damien couldn't be smart enough to be like, oh, I've heard about these mutant inhibitor collars. Bada bing. <laughs> there you, know? you go. And to clarify, so I looked it up. Her claws were actually, they're bone claws, right? Mm-hmm. They were extracted, sharpened, coated with adamantium, and then reinserted back into her. Oh, Holy wow. hell, that's painful. Wow. All right. So, yeah, they're... Uh, uh, I, I like this so far that, that we have literally been, been on split. each side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have not agreed on one just yet. Uh, well, let's see. Moving along, then. So go for it. Uh, we have uh, Phoenix Five Namor versus Water Wraith Aquaman. Now, the idea that Aquaman is the sea. Now he is part. He 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 is the master of all that is water. The Earth is covered in eighty percent water, right? <laughs> and he he controls it all. But then you have 
Namor, who's one-fifth of the Phoenix Force. The Phoenix Force is... I don't know. It might be more powerful than the power cosmic. And, and Ooh, that's a good question. The, it has the ability to reshape worlds. Like, yeah. literally. It, it. I don't know. I, I had to give it to Phoenix Force Namor. Like, the cockiness, the regalness that is Namor with that type of power. What What did he end up doing with it when uh, when in the in the, the comic book itself? What was it? Uh uh, AVX? No. Yeah, it was AVX okay. where the Phoenix Five first appeared. Okay. And yeah, he basically Emma was like, "Hey, I think uh, Hope's over there in Wakanda," and he brought the sea. Yeah, that's right. And he did control the sea, and he, he controlled the sea and he, too. He destroyed. So you know? that's that's who I give it to. I think I think he's good. I think the power co- or that's sorry, the, the Phoenix Force is just too powerful for Water Wraith Aquaman. This is where I agree with you now. Now right. we, we just said, oh, we're split. But I agree. I, I, I sat Did down and I thought about it again. I, I always feel Aquaman has more experience than Namor does. I think when it comes to... That's interesting. I, 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 not to cut you off, but I, I feel like Namor's the character that's... I mean, he's obviously been around longer, right? In publication. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's had to have lived longer. He's, he's oh, yeah. part of World War II. Oh yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, again, you know, you do, you, you do have me on that. You have the fact that Namor was created first, and technically, the way the stories go with the history, because Aquaman, you know, but pre-crisis, post-crisis, and all the fun things, he's more of a modern time. But I, I guess let me clarify: he's got more experience, more experience being a fighter. Okay. I, I'll because Namor, you know, he was Prince Namor and all that. He's always been stuff. regal. He's, he's always yeah, been. He's always had that kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hardest time was when he was gone and his kingdom didn't have him there. But again, I looked at the power sets and it's like the water wraith. I just couldn't find enough feats to justify it beating a fifth of the Phoenix. Um, and if anything, this is the one battle where anger does help because as a Phoenix gets angry, it gets stronger. Namer, you know, Perius Rex, you know, is always <laughs> going on with that crazy stuff. So I was like, you know what? I, I like Aquaman more and I know he beat him last time, but I think this time with that power upgrade, it's going to, you know, because again, Aquaman is the sea, but as we saw, the Phoenix five Namer could control some of that. So, you know. You you take Aquaman into space, he can't do shit. You take a Phoenix Five, Namer into space, he could definitely still do some stuff. So yeah, I the power enhancement there. So I think yeah, this is the one where we both agree. It goes to the Phoenix Five Namer. All right. So our our next one, we have the newly minted character Crush, who is Lobo's daughter. Uh, which I would be curious to find out is she's Lobo's daughter in name or in actual biology. And then we are fighting the new Wolverine, a.k.a. X-23, a.k.a. Laura Kinney. Um, I went with X-23. Same. Um, I went experience. To me, yeah. that was it, hands down. And, and, and it might just be because we don't we don't have the the knowledge of, of Crush yet. I mean, she could have a, a special power that we just don't know about that some Cesarians have that, you know, Lobo doesn't or something like that. But Laura Kinney, she has gone from being a uh, car- made made for the car like a, a scene out of the cartoon, right? Made into uh, the comic book character, made into Wolverine character herself, and 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 did it better than Wol- than than Logan, I would yeah. say. Uh, you know, a big problem. I, mean, I don't know bigger fan base because Wolverine in his heyday was huge. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he she's she is. Every bit the killer, the compassionate, 
the you know stealth fighter the everything that you want a strategist too you know yeah. she is able to hold her own in in every way possible and we're and then you're going up against uh crush um lobo's daughter which she's probably going to be ruthless she's going to probably take her own hook and rip entrails out and stuff like that yeah. disembowel her enemies i don't doubt it i just feel like we don't know enough about her yet to give it to her and and if we take anything from the original battle wolverine took it out in that and I, you know maybe it's the healing factor yeah, there there could be something that I mean, and to me, if anything, I, I feel both healing factors kind of balance each other out because of both characters. But I'm looking true, up a, Arians do have healing factors. A, a quick article here, and you know the the, the writer uh, I don't know have his first name handy Glass. I think it's Adam Glass. Yeah, Adam Glass. So he's the incoming writer of Teen Titans, and I think by this point he's already put the issues out there. And so as he describes the character, he says, "To me, Crush is created because of my daughter. So Crush is girl rage. She's Fight Club." Glass added, she says it the way it is and doesn't care. There's no politically correct, there's no probably political correctness with her. Uh, she's a hammer, and I think it's going to be a real fun to character for the DCU. She was raised in a foster home, so she doesn't know her mom or her dad. So there's a mystery to who her mom could be as well. So, I mean, yes, obviously we, we don't know. Maybe her mom gives her extra powers. But I would say the fact that from what I view, I don't view Crush as a fighter. You know, and a lot of these battles, I've been looking at these characters and saying, you know, experience has it. And I feel Laura has a lot of experience. I mean, I, I could say Laura could definitely hold her own against Wolverine. Mm -hmm. I don't see Crush holding her own against Lobo. And then you, you throw know? into the you throw into the fact that if somehow it, during the fight uh, that scent trigger comes off that that throws uh, Laura Kenny into a her own berserker Perfect, rage. Yeah. That that thing is unstoppable. So, so there's a good point. That, yeah, uh, I, I just the only reason why I have to I have to give it to her. Now this this battle, this next battle, I think is I think is 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 incredible. I, the idea of this battle is, is I incredible. want somebody to draw this. <sighs> I, I want to see this. The Batman who laughs versus Hydra Captain America. Now take into account that Hydra Captain America is everything that you love about Captain America. Evil. Yep. But then also on a grander scale, Captain America is our field, you know, leader of the Avengers, right? Yeah. He can sit there, he'll tell, okay, you go over here, you take the the high, you know, high point Hawkeye, you go uh, Scarlet Witch, you go over here, you take out the, that group of people, blah blah blah. This is Captain America on a global scale. I need these forces to be over here. I need to make sure that the uh the white queen is take or yeah white queen is taken care of over here you know like literally chess on that on that level yeah and on the other side of the coin you have a batman everything that is the best about batman with a joker twinge like really the crazy strategies that this thing could when you have the batman who laughs goes up against batman and batman or in in dark knight metal you, he's, 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 ah, I'm sorry. That Batman <laughs> who last simply tells him, there's nothing you can do to defeat me because I've already worked out all these scenarios. Yeah. I am you. I've already done it. And it's like, yeah. What can you do against a crazy Batman? Like, even more crazy <laughs> Batman. Joker crazy Joker Batman. crazy Batman. <laughs> so... That is the reason why I give it to I gave it to the Batman the Batman who laughs. Yeah, I saw that you voted Batman who laughs. So uh, on mine, and again, you you spelt it out perfectly. I mean, this is 
Take everything you love about Captain America, hold it up to a dark mirror. Take everything you love about Batman, now twist it on its ear. These are the darkest reflections of these men. Mm Because it's not like you could say, oh, Hydra Cap was... No, yeah, we joke and call him Steve-el, but it's still Steve. It's still Steve. You know, underneath that crazy cowl that the Batman who wears, or the Batman who laughs wears, it's Bruce Wayne. It is Bruce Wayne. That is the thing. It's Bruce Wayne. It's not the Joker. It's a Bruce Wayne who became a Joker. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I look at that and I'm like, wow, so this is still Batman versus Cap. So I had to boil it down. I had to think about it. And I voted Hydra Cap. I went with Stevel. Um, don't shake your head. I'm no, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, I went with that because I think about how they got shut down. In the end, it came down to a one-on-one fight with Steve versus Stevel. Right. Right. I mean, yes, I know the whole Avengers set was there and all this and that. But I mean, we saw Stevel kill Black Widow. Granted, more by accident, but we've seen those feats. When we go to the the the, the Batman who laughs. He kind of sat on his laurels, and he directed the other Batman to do other stuff. And in the end, he got taken down by Batman and the Joker. Right. So, I mean, no, granted, it's like, well, wait, it took more people to take him on. No, but the thing is, like, Stevel, he could still do stuff without Hydra. Batman Who Laughs didn't do much without the other Batman. So that's what made me think about it. I was like, okay, if it came down to them one-on-one versus each other, I think that little bit of insanity is just not enough against the cunningness of Hydra. You know, so that's that's why I went that way. I was nah. like, you know what? Hey, I could, you know. I totally respect that. I, I and it, but I one thing I had to throw in there All right. is that if you take a look at what what's happening in the out of the pages of uh, <laughs> out of the pages of metal of metal <laughs> the age of heroes that, that they started up, the Batman who laughs is not captured. Stevel is. So whoa, 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 hold on. Now I'm going to twist it one more time. <laughs> so if you go back and look at um, Secret Empire Omega, uh-huh. we have Steve go confront Stevel. Right. And at you know at the end, Stevel's just sitting there working out, and he's like, yeah, you're getting soft. I'm in here working out, so go ahead, bro. <laughs> and then finally, like the prison transport comes to take him away, and one you of those guards Hydra. goes up to his ear. Hell, Hydra. So, I mean, they're both still out there. Still and I think this there. is great because maybe we're going to see more of the feats. Because you're right. I'll give you that. Nobody gives a shit about Stevel. Right now with Teneste Coates taking over Captain America, we're going to get the Captain America book we should have gotten about eight months ago. No offense to Mark Wade and Chris Samney. I loved it, but I get it. Marvel had to do some PR fixing and be like, oh, shit, in the age of the political warfare that we're on right now, Hydra Cap does not look good. So they had to do a lot of cleaning it up. But I'm very excited to see when Steve returns what's going to happen. So... I guess Steve has that Joker death where it's like we know he's dead, but he's still out there. And meanwhile, the Batman who laughs, we know he's coming. So right. we just don't, you know, we don't know how. But yeah. Okay. So I mean, that one, I think we're, we we could fight for days I, on that one. I was going to say, it's just like the original. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 it's too close to call. Yep. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Okay. So the next battle, we have Wonder Woman Donna Troy versus Storm from an alternate reality where she is Bloodstorm and basically has all the powers of Storm and Dracula and is a vampire herself. So on this one, I voted and I went with Wonder Woman. I went with Donna Troy because I'm pretty sure in Wonder Woman Donna Troy's heritage, I think she's probably fought and slayed vampires. <laughs> um, and I just, in my heart of hearts, I go back to DC versus Marvel and I love that story and everything is fine. I just, that that never sat right with me, that Wonder Woman lost to Storm. 
I'm sorry, lightning bolts. <laughs> lightning bolts is what got her. I mean, for crying out loud, that was the weakest explanation of why she lost. So I just I don't think vampires and weather control are enough to beat Donna Troy. I mean, we've seen Odysseus be in 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 those old time ships and still fight through the eyes of the hurricanes and the in the waters. I think for the Amazons that's like Tuesday. You know, that's something they do naturally. Right. So I just I I, I can't see that that darkness that's in Donna, especially New Fifty Two Donna. She's way more darker than she's ever been. Oh, true. Yeah, so I just I, I had to go that route. I think it was Donna Troy, just fierceness, experience, and again, that not bloodlust. Well, I guess they, they are very both bloodlusting characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's more bloodlust in the fact that I will defeat my enemies, not because I'm a vampire. So uh, one of the once again, this is one of the few times that we agreed. We came we came out on the same side. Uh, I also went with Donna Troy, Wonder Woman, and my reasoning was is that yes. Storm, being the, the the goddess of the weather in in you know the Marvel universe, adding in the strength and power of being a vampire is just not going to be enough to go up against Donna Troy, who in the DC universe, especially in this New Fifty Two Rebirth universe, is the essential is essentially the same thing as what you're seeing in the movie universe of Wonder Woman. She was created to be a weapon, a living weapon. So. Everything about her is just made to destroy. That is it. She can't. She gets that power, and and eventually, if you re, if you're reading Titans in her most recent version, you know the the future version of her, the one that lives forever, comes back in time to destroy the Titans because they're only making her soft. Yeah. And like the idea I love of you that, as friends, but yeah, you hold me back. You hold me back. And and the idea that Donna Troy can get to that level, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bloodstorm. <laughs> You're not making it out of that fight. So uh, that's that's it's literally I think the two of us are, are right there. I, I I would assume Bloodstorm has the, the experience and we, we usually throw that out there. The experience is what's gonna gonna take a lot of these fights, but I just think the raw power that is uh, Donna Troy yeah. wins. Well, because honestly, this is always something I've believed about Donna Troy. I think if Donna Troy and Wonder Woman fought, I think Donna would beat her. I think so too. I just I feel that Donna is she is just this not necessarily that she's rage, but she's just skills. Right. She's just crazy skilled. And you know, with the turns they've taken in her for uh New Fifty Two, I think they've added the skill plus the rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next fight. Uh, now, this was this one got us a little bit of a, a not. I don't want to say controversy, but a little bit of a pushback on uh, on Twitter. So we got Quicksilver versus uh, Barry Allen Flash. Yes. Uh, the the idea in this one is that we we talked about it earlier. We talked about it. Both characters have gone through a lot. They oh, yeah. they've died. They've come back. They've lost their powers. They you know they've they've mutated or changed. You know whatever way you want to look at it. I mean, is this a Barry? That remembers going up against the monitor. You know that's a tough or, question. Sorry, the anti monitor. Yeah, that's a, that's a very tough question. That's a great question. I would wager. So okay, this flash that we're talking about, just to make sure, this is the new Fifty Two Flash who's come into the Rebirth world, right? right? Then I would say no. Okay. Because crisis on Infinite Earths never happened. Okay. In that timeline, Got if that makes sense. So yeah, I would say this isn't that Barry who's seen that. So. 
I mean, it did happen to him. He's just not aware of it. If that makes sense, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, and then you have then this is the this is the the Quicksilver, as I said, that 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 had lost his powers, got his powers back, or a version of his powers through Terrigamus, and then now whether or not his mutant power is kicking in or not. So as I put it on Twitter, because our friend and former uh, guest of the show, yeah. Ian. Uh, came on and said, uh, I, "I just he doesn't see how you can give it to Quicksilver over Barry." And I said, "I go back to the JLA versus Avengers issues, okay, every time because and I believe that's what it was when Quicksilver shows up into the DC universe, he experiences the Speed Force for the first time. Right, he gets to so make he that, gets powered up. He gets powered up. He gets to make that connection, and he does. He's like, oh my god." Like I'm, I, I'm connected to something that's making me even faster. And in <laughs> the Marvel universe, he's probably the fastest there is. All right. He gets a power up. I'm sorry, he's gonna win. He beats out Barry. Now you say, hey, what if they go to the Marvel universe? Now you're in the Marvel universe where there is no Speed Force. Barry doesn't have his power. He doesn't have the connection to it. He loses. Interesting. Let me pull up my chalkboard now. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's go it's, to the board. It's Professor Zoom time. <laughs> well, okay, but so and it's funny because this is what's great about it. Both those characters were Wally and Petro. Mm-hmm. So in DC versus Marvel, it didn't matter. I mean, granted, maybe we could make the assumption that okay, when they fought, they were in the DC universe. So maybe that's why we didn't see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, from my memory, and that's my fault. I should have double checked the issue. I didn't see that being one of those things back then, you know, like, oh, I can't channel the speed force. Woe is me. I lose. But when they went to JLA Avengers, they made that a point, And I liked that. I liked that that became a thing to the point where when Wally went back, he actually had to wear a power inhibitor. Right. Like basically to collect. So he had to gather enough speed force like a gas tank, like a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, so this is why I go Barry over Quicksilver. Barry is the speed force. Okay, I'll give you that. No, you're I, that's right. Just, that's what I go with. You're so, right. I mean, if we go into the DCU and, you know, Quicksilver gains all that power, Barry's just like, no, it's me. <laughs> you don't get my power. If they go into the Marvel Universe, Barry has now that gas tank ability, so his powers may be limited. I just feel that. And plus, this is, and this is what's interesting, too, because speedsters are always happy-go-lucky people. Until rebirth, you know, where it's like, no, they were all be traumatic. Um, and, and so I, I look at those things, but like, I guess Petro has just had way too many losses that he's a beat dog already. So I felt that that's why Barry, again, could get another upper hand over, over Petro in that regard. So that's just. Yeah, so that's, to me, that, I, I look again, at it as we, it's, go, it's we speed force. But yeah, we got split, but that would be my justification. I say, you know, like I said, do you put Barry on either Earth? Speed force is still there. Why? Speed force is Barry. It is Barry. Yeah. All right, fair enough. All right, so our next battle here, and this one's, this is a fun one. Um, to spoil it, we both agreed. Uh, New 52 Shazam would beat the Jane Foster Thor. Um, my reasoning behind that, worst case, and this is a horrible way to think about it, and I apologize if somebody's going to like, what the hell, but... Billy Batson would beat Jane Foster. Yeah. Well, because again, the you child? have. Yes. Would because, be, well, be because this is a scrappy young Billy. This is a Billy who escapes from orphanages and has that dark, traumatic past. So he's going to have that fight in him. Jane Foster, you know, she's very weakened by her battle with cancer. And again, they kind of went back to that old Thor thing where it's like if the hammer's knocked away. 
you lose, you lose your power. Fair enough. So, I mean, granted now, and we were asking that, like, well, how do we know, like, when, you know, because, I mean, Jane could just be like, well, what's your name, kid? <laughs> Shazam! Boom, now he turns yeah. to Billy. She clobbers him with Mjolnir, end of battle. And the child is dead. Yeah, the child is dead. It's okay, he's not on my earth. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I just, I, I see Jane losing her power faster than Billy losing his power. So, I once again we did agree on this. We I, I picture Zam as well, but I want to throw this out there. Does Jane have the ability to control the lightning bolt that changes him into Shazam? That's an interesting question. Um, you know, because again, we could play the physics. You know, well, would the 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 wizard Shazam could he send his lightning bolt into the Marvel U if they're on the planet? Earth is the is that Mjolnir worthy right. in the DC universe? Okay. So it's one of those things, you know. That's a that's a hell of an interesting thing. And I mean, we've seen that be a tactic where you know Shazam, and then he moves out of the way, and Superman gets hit by the bolt. Right. So he can call those bolts. Right. You know. So, so and that's the only thing that was that was throwing me. I was like, what if Jane Foster can control the lightning bolt that creates Shazam? And then right in the middle of him about to to throw that punch, that's gonna sucker. You know, she's she she holds on Mjolnir and fucking. The, the lightning bolt disappears or either disappears or, or it, it shows up into the hammer or, it, or something, yeah. it, it hits him and changes him into a child like so there's a a child fist coming to punch jane foster in the you know that's true in, once in the she armor. sees his powers are lightning base maybe she calls down another bolt you know I, I that's that's something i didn't think of i like it but i just to me i see them already going into battle fully thor fully captain marvel but that's what i'm saying even if he's fully captain marvel she can suck the lightning out of him to make him back into mm-hmm, a child maybe. or call the lightning down itself but right. I still gave it to Shazam. Yeah. And and it's because of two of the letters. You have the <laughs> wisdom of Solomon and the power of Zeus. Like those two powers alone. You just need those two alone. You yeah. would he would be able to take it cuz once again, it's the power of the gods and the wisdom of of one of the most, you know, intelligent men in the world or in the history, whatever you yeah. want to call it, uh against one woman. One person. You know, in the limits that she because she doesn't gain the Odin force. (laughs) No, she doesn't gain the experience of Odin. It's just Jane with powers of Thor. Right. Yeah. So that's it's the only reason I gave it to her or gave it to Shazam, and uh, it's unfortunate. But and I mean, we saw Thor win the first first round, but I think Shazam takes it in this one. Yeah. Uh, Coming up to. Not our main battle because we're leaving Superboy and yeah, Spider-Man for our main battle. One. That's going to be the big talk. Totally awesome Hulk versus all new Superman. Yes, and we 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 hyped it up at the beginning. Who are these two characters? We 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 told you they're you know they're both of Asian descent. They're 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 both uh, brand new to the game. They're both uh, what they are. And then once again, it's magic and science yeah. versus pure science. I gave it to Totally Awesome Hulk. And that's because uh, Superman can only access one power at a time, and and that's that's an inhibitor. That's such an yep. inhibit that the intelligence of of uh, Amadeus Cho is just going to win out over uh, Khan Kong, whatever his name Koing. is, Koing. Koing. Something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he is cocky. He is a what is he? Nineteen year old kid. You know, he, he, he. I don't know if he'll, if that those things will will hinder him, but he's still intelligent and he still has the power of a Hulk. So, I couldn't have said it better. It's yeah. exactly what happened because I, 
at first my initial reaction was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go with Superman. A Superman always beats a Hulk. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, the power of the sun versus the power of a Gamaban. Let's let's you know, <laughs> boom, there we go. But when I looked at it and I started reading about Kong, you were right the first time, Kong Kanan, um, I you know I, I had to get more about his powers and I didn't realize the whole the mystic side to his powers I'm like oh that's really cool you know I like that yin yang aspect mm-hmm. but w- the minute they said he can only access one power at a time that's what set it down for me because Hulk powers and like and even then I went and read about Adamus Cho as a Hulk he has all the powers of the Hulk mm-hmm. so it's you know he'll still have his invulnerability he'll still have his brute force he'll still have his jumping and all that but meanwhile kong is just going to be like all right let me think about flying let me think about holding this brute and to concentrate as you have a hulk punching on you yeah you can't stop that one so i agree with you there i I went totally awesome hulk as well uh and then to our title fight then our 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 the big one main bout we have superboy Jonathan Kent, newly created for uh, New 52? Uh, no. Basically, he, he appeared right out of Convergence, okay. and then they went into their own little story, and then, yeah, basically more more or less for Rebirth. And then Miles Morales, Spider-Man, created in the Ultimate Universe after the death of Peter Parker yes, and brought into the 616 proper due to Secret War? Yeah, Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Which is kind of interesting. I didn't think about that right now. That's another neat little symmetry that the both characters share that they were outside of their character, out of their universes, and then brought into the main universe. With the, due to a big uh, event battle kind yeah. of thing. So uh, this one, I gave it to John Kent. Now you ask me why? Why is it that, that a Superboy, literally, a, you know, a boy, beats out a Spider Man in this? And the only reason I have to say is because what I've been reading in Superman uh, of the character, he his powers are not have not been completely registered yet. Even Batman is baffled by the fact that this half human, half Kryptonian has powers that that are could have ha- definitely has the potential to be stronger than his father's and 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 able to do a lot more than than. I mean, almost to the point that we might like almost like a golden age Superman or was it silver Probably, age? Well, silver, silver age was more powerful, crazy right? powerful one, like yeah. moving planets. Powerful, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Juggling them. <laughs> so where did, where, where are you coming down? It's it's here it is. So I guess again, thinking about this and I admire and respect both characters. I think they're great. I think they're going to be great. Um, uh, title holders the- and, and future versions of whatnot. So I guess it comes down to this mentors. What has Pete really done for Miles? Nothing. That's, that's, I don't mean to be a jerk. I love Peter Parker, but he hasn't really been there for him. Well, and that, I and mean, he hasn't. You know. You know what? I would say that's that's and not to cut you off again, but that is the that is the fault of the writers. The writers yeah. cannot get past Peter Parker, a proper six one six Peter Parker, becoming an adult. They yeah. constantly want to make him that teenager, that even though he's getting slacker, older. Yeah. He's still he's still going to be the goof about not being. So he doesn't want to take responsibility for Miles Morales. Now, if you give me the uh, renew your vows or MC two Peter Parker, he would have took in Miles Morales like nobody's business and and trained him. But yep. and so ultimately, that's what I think about that mentorship. I mean, granted, yes, you know, John and Clark are blood, so obviously you're going to be there for your son. But I mean, we've seen adventures of Superman where he's training John. You know, he's taking him out in the middle of nowhere and like, cut loose, use your heat vision, punch this. We're in scenarios where we're fighting for our lives. P- 
Pete hasn't done that. Miles is learning the Parker way, you know, yeah. through that just happenstance and whatnot. So I think, you know, power set again, like why was, you know, Ben Riley? Well, Ben Riley being a clone of Spider-Man, I put them at a one for one match. Um, Superboy being a clone of Superman. And as we've learned, you know, he, he was, you know, half Luther, half Clark. Once again, another you know, human yeah, Kryptonian hybrid. hybrid. But with it being a clone, I think that makes it less. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you could argue, well, isn't John, you know, a product of Lois and Clark, thus making him a half Kryptonian? But, but he's a more natural version of it as opposed to a clone version of it. It's like it's like know? a copy machine. Yeah, like you, you make a copy of a copy, it gets less. You're right. Yeah. And so ultimately, I, I'm going to go with Superboy John Kent just because it's the mentor factor. You know, I mean, yes, Miles Morales could try to sting him. But again, we've probably seen that with Damien exploding a bomb on, on Jonathan. So he's had experience with that. I mean, you know, could Miles turn invisible? Yes. But I'm sure, X -ray again, X-ray Vision, him, yeah. he's still going to find it. He, you know, he's, he's going to find him. Super hearing will defeat that. So it's I, I give it to I mean yes both of them had experience and I think Miles is older than John both in terms of publication and character mm -hmm. age but those you know what is it it's not the life in the years it's the years in the life or something like that you know fair enough so I think I give it to John Kent so tallying numbers because I love doing that stuff so we out of the eleven battles we only agreed on six of them okay. Three of them both being DC and three of them both being Marvel. <laughs> so we have a split to draw there. Uh, you were six to five in favor of Marvel, and I wind up being in favor six to five DC. So, <laughs> wow, this is this is pretty wild. I mean, it was a tough match again. Uh, it sounds like our fan base, our, our, our friends on the social medias, they definitely leaned more heavy towards DC. DC. Yeah. So what a great job in terms of DC media and DC comic books to actually put these characters out there and, and – garner that much fandom but here we are as, as, as I'd like to say two well versed comic book uh, fans <laughs> still uh, coming down PhDs, split down the middle yeah we still came down split in the middle but this was fun I mean to really this sit down a lot and of analyze fun. this and think about these characters in that regard like now if we could just get this into the hands of Dan Didio and CB Savolsky just to be like hey look we did a thing <laughs> you guys should try about think about doing a thing too you know i i would love this i would love to see the art i mean especially like I, I again i love symmetry and i think that's i think that's wild how it's like we have a new superman we have a new hulk they're both asian i think that's great i mean we're, we're talking about diversity and it's like boom there you go you know you have new title holders to people you have evil versions of these characters you have their children fighting each other i mean i just i think it's great and again too like i know when we were putting this together i originally wanted to pitch the silver surfer from that thanos win storyline right. but i'm glad you held on with cosmic Ghost Rider because i didn't even think about that in regards to again a green lantern ring and a mother box versus the spirit of vengeance and the power cosmic that's awesome <laughs> god can you imagine we amalgamate these things oh man that character is gonna be insanely powerful <laughs> you know <laughs> So yeah, I mean we we've like like we said we already missed the twenty year anniversary twenty five years coming up. Hey, we, we got it. I mean, we, you want to make your twenty fifth anniversary DC Marvel? We're here. We, this has an amalgam spinoff. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and then again, the things could change because you've got a couple more years to give those characters experience. So DC, if you want to truly beat Marvel, or Marvel, if you want to beat DC, <laughs> you know where your weak links are. Beef them up, make them better, and we will gladly come in and help guide this. We will we will make your DC versus 
versus Marvel version two happen. We will bridge the unbridgeable. There we will bring the the West Coast and the East Coast comics together and unite all of fandom. You can literally look at us as the two brothers of the two universes <laughs> yes. in the in the Marvel versus DC universe, and we 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 will we will find our access. <laughs> yes. All right. So that is issue 101 thank you everyone for sticking with us throughout all these issues uh you know uh, all the different versions of this podcast that we've done so far we're not going anywhere we're going to be doing another 101 from here on out uh you know we're, and we'll hopefully we'll make it better <laughs> yeah, that's right you've we've made it into a long box i, I assume by this point <laughs> so uh thank you uh, if you have anything that you'd like to add to the battle that we've just done here we'd love to hear from you I'm on Twitter as Mitchipedia, G-E-R. The G-E-R stands for Geek Elite Radio, so that's the best way you can find me. Uh, Chris is also on Twitter as... I am on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say, should being spelled S-U-D. S-H-U-D, sorry. S-H-U-D. I don't know how to do these things. <laughs> the rest of... It, 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 folks, it hit 118 here today. All of our brains are fried. Oh, God. Don't... It, it, you, you have to understand that. You know what I did today, just to share, because this is how stupid I can be? So after working today, I came home to discover, oh, broken sprinkler head. You know what I should do? Work on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Not a good idea. No. Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Obviously, we have people there that are willing to talk about comic books. Join in on the conversation with us. Check out our website, geekeliteradio.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Radio Network saying always remember to geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.